Welcome to Improving Sales Performance, a podcast highlighting tips and insights aimed at helping sales organizations realize and maybe even exceed their goals. Here, we chat with thought leaders, experts, and gurus who have years of sales experience from a wide range of industries. This season, we are celebrating Women in Sales Month by talking to some amazing women sales pros. Joining me for the entire month of October is Stephanie Downs, SVP and Senior Consultant at the Center for Sales Strategy. She'll be sharing her insights along with our fabulous guests. I'm your host, Matt Sunshine, Managing Partner at the Center for Sales Strategy, a sales performance consulting company. We're so proud to be celebrating Women in Sales Month. For all of October, we have an amazing slate of women sales leaders who will be sharing their unique insights. From offering advice for sales managers new or more experienced, to discussing the anticipated landscape of sales in years ahead. When it comes to improving sales performance, these ladies know how it's done. I'm Stephanie Downs, Senior Vice President at the Center for Sales Strategy, and I'll be joining Matt Sunshine on the show for the entire month of October. Today, our guests are Caitlin Tinley, Vice President and General Manager at Cox Media Group, New York City, and Jalee Long, Vice President and Market Manager at Cox Media Group, Atlanta and Athens. Together, Caitlin and Jalee share a ton of essential observations, such as the significance of having an open and transparent relationship with your team, the power of going through the customer journey and knowing potential problems before the meeting, and the importance of being seen as a resource for your team and for your clients to help guide them through disruption. Stephanie, I've been waiting all day for this conversation. <laughs> I'm so excited. We have amazing guests and uh, let's just jump right in. Stephanie, take it away. Yeah, sounds good. Okay, so Julie, I'm coming to you first. And Caitlin, I'm going to follow up with you for this question. But so Julie, what are the three, four or five things that you look at across the sales department to know you're on track? You know, maybe consider uh, either performance metrics or leading indicators. Mm -hmm. Um, sure. So I would say there's a couple of different things right away. And I think that is the culture overall, making sure that you have a winning team and a team that is overall happy with what they're doing and why they're doing it and who they're working with. Um, I would also say activity, um, you know, making sure that, that the team feels like they've got the support from the resources and the leaders and making sure that you've got a great team around your top performers mm -hmm. and that activity is on track. I would also talk about relationships. Are they investing enough time in those mm -hmm. important customer relationships? And what do they need to go deeper into those yeah. relationships? You can get so much from whether it's a phone call or an in-person meeting or an email or a text or a Zoom call, whatever it might be, but digging in on what a relationship is like. Why does someone need your help? Why are they coming to you? Why are they choosing to work with you? Is it because of what you have with your product and solutions? Or is it because of the way you can solve a problem and maybe your credibility and how you've worked with them in the past? Yeah. You know what? Um, so, Caitlin, I'm going to come to you, but I just have a thought on that first. Hearing you describe that, it makes me think about soft measures and hard measures. And, and we have that in our organizations, right? And thinking about the relationship piece, 
that's a soft measure, but we know there can be a hard measure outcome when we have that relationship and that trusted and valued partnership and we're delivering results for clients. Um, and I'm glad you said that because it did, it sparked that thought. Caitlin, anything you would add to that? Yeah. I mean, I agree with all of those as well, um, yeah. <laughs> but um, other than relationships, those mean nothing. Just kidding. <laughs> Total, I, I look at total revenue, but underneath that, I look at new business and make sure that we're controlling what we control and bringing in that new business. Mm -hmm. um, I'll look at also revenue share in the market for opportunities yeah. there. Um, and then activity is big. What are the quality meetings that we're going on? Yeah. What are the quality pitches? Um, and making sure that those are all um, up to, up to mm -hmm. standards. Yeah. And then sales engagement. Mm -hmm. You know, really point two is how is your team engaged? Are they asking questions? Are they happy? Are they being motivated and driven um, is all key to sales success. So follow up question for both of you on that, because you both used well, you said engagement and uh, Julie, you said culture. I'm curious how um, how do you track that one? And um, that may not be the exact right way of asking that, but how do you track it? And what are some things that you do to ensure that is happening? Caitlin, yeah, so you want to go for it? Oh, go, Julie, go for it. Sure. So whenever I think about knowing if your relationships and where your culture are internally mm -hmm. and with your team internally, mm -hmm. that's having that's also having an open relationship with your team. Yeah. They can come to you when they need you. They can come to you when they don't. I mean, we care about our team's success personally just as much as professionally. And when mm -hmm. they know that they've got that support around them, then we can have those open, honest, and candid conversations yeah. about what's going on with our business. Mm -hmm. Business is changing too fast to think that, okay, have we done a check-in or a check-up with someone? No, like you always have to have that pulse there, but we also have to have that with our people mm -hmm. and making sure that they know that they are supported along with, with the guidance to yeah. get through things that they've never had to go through before. Situations are popping up on an operations level with our clients that they're coming to us to help mm -hmm. them solve. And we should be there. Business acumen has got to be growing. And the only way we can do that is understand what our people know and what they don't know. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, and just to piggyback that too, um, you can tell a lot when you walk into the sales pit and you can tell a lot in a sales meeting. Um, and then that can be a quick, you know, there's been plenty of times you go into a sales meeting, some, something's off here. So that can be just be a quick check in with your people, pulling them in one at a time, what's going on and identifying if there is something that's wrong. And a lot of times it can just be an easy miscommunication yeah. or an sure. easy fix there. Yeah. And then this, we used to do something called cocktails and we would invite our top <laughs> clients out for these networking events. And sometimes a good check in. And after COVID, we realized we used to have these quarterly. And after COVID, we didn't. So doing a quick, okay, who would we invite to this? And making sure that do we have, we still have those key 10 to 15 clients that we have that really strong relationship with that we know if we emailed them today, they would be at an event next week um, to get together. Yeah, very nice. You know, Stephanie, uh, Stephanie yeah. one of the things, and it's, I always like to, We've done a, we've done a bunch of these podcasts over over the past couple of weeks, and and we've spoken to some just incredible leaders, yeah. uh, people that I have a tremendous amount of respect for, and one thing or two things that is that have come up every single time, and there's really something to it is number one the importance of culture. Culture, without a doubt, 
culture and engagement has come up on every single podcast that we've recorded over the past two weeks. And I don't think it would have come up the same way had we done this same thing four or five years ago. I think right now this is just really, really important. And the second thing that has come up, and it is interesting because you and I are, in, are leading TFM the past few weeks, yeah. is the importance of leading indicators and, and managing a pipeline correctly versus just managing pending. You know, what are you going to close this week? Right. That, that conversation around pipeline and leading indicators. And Caitlin, the way you articulated what those leading indicators are, because it's, it is interesting, and I don't know if you guys are experiencing this too, that not everyone knows what a leading indicator is. Yep. They, they, they know to use that word, but they don't actually know what a leading indicator is. And I thought that your description of, you know, you know, the activity and the appointments and the proposals and the new activity and the new business, those are the exact right things. But it is interesting how that has come up every single time. It, it's worth noting and paying attention. Yeah. yeah. For sure. So thinking about, Julie, um, from your perspective, so thinking about um, just sales leaders today, what are the highest priorities or the biggest rocks that they have to be focused on? Mm. Should be and have to be. <laughs> mm -hmm. I think I think it's got to be agility. And I think we have to understand um, and know where we can come in and help along the way. Mm -hmm. We have sales member, sales team members that have a, a different variety of backgrounds, which is great for the business. Yeah. It's exciting time for the business. Um, experience levels are very, very different too. So we've got to be able to pivot and adjust our style to the person mm -hmm. that we're working with as sales managers today. Um, not everybody grew up in radio. Like, like we did before and taking for granted some of those kind of um, um, know-hows or, or um, ways that we used to do things. It just doesn't work and it shouldn't. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's a different day. And um, we, we've got to be more agile to working with yeah. our, our teams. Yeah, that's another theme it, to Matt's point a minute ago about things that we are hearing on a consistent basis. Agility is another one that we're hearing um, and complexity of the positions and our jobs today. That's another consistent thing. Caitlin, what would you add to that? You know, we used to I used to we used to talk about quality meetings and making sure that we have the right quality meetings. And I think COVID kind of changed things where things came up last minute. So. Well, I got on the phone with them and I got to have this conversation. So now we talk a lot about prepared, prepared quality meetings. We have so many resources and access to data that every one of our calls needs to be prepared. Yeah. We need to be an asset to our clients, never wasting their time. Um, and I also think what's very important is four-legged calls. You know, man managers on a call, you have a higher propensity to close that deal. So how are we setting ourselves up to be able to get out on calls with our people? Um, and also that's a great coaching opportunity. Yeah, for sure. So staying on that for just a second, I'm curious your thoughts on this. I, I love the thinking of prepared quality calls for all of the reasons that you just said. 
during COVID, it feels like the sales process to me has changed in, in a variety of ways over the last um, couple of years with that. I think us being more prepared going into those, us having more of a business acumen, to your point, Julie, or getting less time in front of clients. Are there other things like that to you that are really important to note in the sales process that's different and that we as leaders need to be responding to? Yeah, um, we should do enough research to know what the likely problems are. Yeah. yeah. Before we get the meeting, before yeah. we ask for time, before yeah. we are asking our our partners inside the building too to also dedicate more time to a client, to, to, a, problem, to yeah. a campaign. We should go through that customer journey. Yep. Um, and know ahead of time what the problem is that we can solve for them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think um, to that point, too, it, I'm hearing a lot about having a category focus as part of the sales process as well and the importance of focusing on a vertical. And I think that also helps us to be more prepared and be more of an expert and uh, have better insights to share and have more of a business acumen. Um, part of the conversation just reminded me when you were saying that a minute ago, uh, Caitlin. So question, how has, when you really think about the role of a sales leader in the organization, how have you seen that evolve in the last three to five years compared to today, Caitlin? You know, post COVID, we're more virtual. And I think that path to getting back to in-person is longer than we thought it was going to be. <laughs> so it's, adjusting for that. And I think, yeah. you know, to Julie's point, people have less time. We're yeah. expecting more out of us. Yeah. And, you know, when you're in that virtual space, you need to come prepared and with your information <laughs> and with your data and not, and not waste their time. Um, I also think that there's more products, there's greater competitions yes. and there's more distractions. Um, so how do you keep yourself focused on those priorities with, so many more distractions and so many more products and focusing on solving clients' problems. Yeah. Back to the use of the word um, agile, <laughs> right? We have to be much more nimble than we've been before, right? So, Julie, how have you, um, you know, really seen the role of a sales leader evolve over the last few years? Mm -hmm. I think with sales leaders, um, recruitment, is harder than ever before. And whether that is for an individual contributor as a media consultant or an account manager or support staff, I also think when you think about the director of sales level level, mm -hmm. and you're hiring for new sales managers or, or, or other positions and other leaders, whenever you're hiring for a, a leader um, in your sales department, recruitment has definitely yeah. changed. Um, so being intentional, it's kind of, mm -hmm. kind of back to prospecting when you think about it. It is. And, and making sure that you have got your ideal candidate in mind. Mm -hmm. um, I think you're going to hear lots of things from, from potential candidates, their wants, their needs. What's important to them? Is it location? Yeah. Is it title? Is it money? Is it re overall responsibility? Right. You have to dig in deeper on exactly what is going to get that person, that candidate to choose us as much as we choose them. Yeah. And we have to sell on that more than we had to in the, 
in the past, right? We've got to sell why to come work for us more than ever before. I I, I would say inform, and and I really yeah, not, I, like that. I, yeah. I really would say inform because I think there are some perceptions out there that may not be accurate about what we do, the yeah. industry we're in, the customers we serve. So really informing them how much fulfillment we get from watching our team, watching our sellers, watching our leaders grow and figuring out their career path um, along with solving problems, along with the marketing, along mm -hmm. with achieving business goals. So I think it's more, it's, it's a, it's a longer process, but you better have a process for recruitment. Yeah. You need the process. There's gotta be a recruitment strategy in place. Let me, let me follow up on that just because on a podcast that we, we were on yesterday, someone brought up one of the big differences between now and perhaps five years ago was there's just less managers than ever before. And because of that, there's not a, um, there's not a succession plan. There's not a there's not a bench of, of managers. And this was this was a, I think it only came up yesterday. It was, and yeah. I just do you guys are you guys seeing that that same thing? Is is that different than it was? Is that a good thing? Is that going to change? What do you think, Caitlin or or Sorry. Julie? Either one. That there'll be less sales managers or less yeah. people interested in doing it. Well, there, I mean, or no consolidated, like consolidated positions, even. I think, I think that's our greatest responsibility as leaders is to tap people on the shoulders, to discover their talents, to understand who will make a great leader for your team and for the future and for the business. And diversity is key there. That is what makes this such a thriving industry as well. Whether it's the communities you serve or the customers that you have or the ones that you're trying to attain. And that is the greatest responsibility for a leader is to go out and to find future leaders. Right. That's a question that I, when we inter any interview, any sales interview, I always ask that question is mm -hmm. do you have interest in sales management? And that is a huge plus. If they say yes, that, you know, we, we need that. You're right. I mean, when I look at the team, you know, when I look at our teams now, it's there's less people that have an interest in, yeah, in sales management. Right. Sure. So I think finding those people, finding the right salespeople, but also having finding people that have that desire is important because we need we need a greater bench for sure. Yeah. And I don't think managers, the number of managers are are going away or decreasing. I think if that's an industry thing. There are tons of partners and media groups that we work with every single day that have leaders and managers and coaches within their organization. We have to get outside right. and see what they're doing and look at that talent as well. Mm -hmm. That's a good point. So, Caitlin, if you were giving advice to a new sales leader... You know, you were hiring somebody and onboarding a new sales leader. What advice would you give them? Well, I would say first, learn about your team. Learn about every single member of your team. Yeah. Talk to them. Know what drives them and yeah. then drive them. Um, <laughs> recruit. Uh, you know, never stop recruiting. You know, Julie, I mean, it's changed so much. There's so much more of, there's so much more competition. It's so much harder to, you know, to, to retain great sales talent. So, being aware of what your A talent wants mm -hmm. and then driving them and finding more A's and then also failing fast. If it's not going to work out, yes. you probably know it pretty soon. <laughs> and don't, you know, try not to let that drag on longer than it needs to drag on. 
so you can have a, a, a team that's that that has more A's on it. Right. Yes. So constantly recruit, constantly um, uh, grow and develop them based off what's important to them. Right. Knowing their talents, <laughs> conducting growth guides, <laughs> a lot of things that you can do. What advice would you give, Julie? Invest in yourself. And whether that is um, reading on your own, getting a fantastic mentor, mm -hmm. that is a real life relationship where yes. you're also giving and getting, <laughs> um, but, and, but it, achieve success so you can get to the, to, to what's next. If that's yeah. the way you're built, if that is what you want, but you've got to, mm -hmm. um, to bet on yourself and stretch yourself, go outside, be a part of as many projects as you can for your company. Again, if that is how you're building, you dig. You. <laughs> um, there's lots of work to be done. And I promise you, um, once you do stretch yourself and get outside and put yourself on a committee, put yourself on a project to do more and ask more, you will learn so much for yeah. you what you want and what you can achieve. Yeah. One of my favorite quotes, and I have no clue where this came from. I mean, we've all heard it in a variety of ways is that, you know, you're not learning and if you're in your comfort zone. So I like that about stretch yourself, do something different, try new learning and development things. Um, Cause it really does. It makes us stronger as sales leaders when we're doing that. Okay. So let's do a look forward. So thinking the next three to five years, how do you think, um, you know, sales organizations are going to evolve? You can interpret that any way that you would like. Caitlin, come and be first. I just think, you know, right now, especially we're experiencing so much disruption, not only in our industry, but the industries that we're servicing. Mm -hmm. So and I think there's going to be even greater consolidation. So we need to be more of a resource. We need to be that one-stop shop for our clients. And we need to have those relationships. So that we're the one that gets the meeting. We're the one that gets that call. And we're the one that gets the buy. Um, yeah. Really having those strong relationships in a, in a growing, in a ever increasing consolidated space. Yes. And that goes back to all of the things we were talking at, about at the beginning of the podcast, right? Of building those relationships and having a culture that fuels that to happen. I mean, all of that. Julie, what about you? How do yeah. you see it evolving? Yeah. I mean, the future it excites me when I think about where we've come from and where we're going and how more acceptable it is for each person to be true to themselves. Mm-hmm. So you can accept who you are. So the person across the desk can also yeah. be them, th their self as well. Mm -hmm. I think that's exciting. And I think we're going to find more opportunities when we allow people to do that. Um, automation is clearly a part of this. Yeah. And while that might feel technical to some people, as long as you feel like you're at a place where you can be you, you will make that your own. <laughs> And, and I think that's exciting because other people will feel like I've got, we've had a conversation this week. I've got to stick to the rules. How do I do this? And Matt, you said it. How do we teach people how to break the rules? Yeah. And I think as long as you're true to yourself and you're doing what's right for the business, you can't lose. Yeah. And that's exciting. Yeah, very much so. Matt, any final thoughts? Yeah, a couple of things. Um, you know, I always like to, at, at this part of the of these podcasts, really 
talk about maybe something that stood out, something that I, I thought was was really telling, really important. And Julie, you 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 framed it up in just one word. You said it. You said it in one word, and I and I can't put enough emphasis on it. You said caring, right? When you show people that you care, that really goes a long, long way. I I don't think that we can. Um, I don't think that can be overstated. Mm -hmm. I, I think you absolutely have to care. And I don't know if you can teach caring, right? It's kind of like one of those things we talk about curiosity. I can ask, I can teach you how to ask questions. Can't teach you how to be curious. I can show you tactics to care, but I can't teach you how to really care, care about someone's success, care about the way they can, you can grow and develop them, whether that is to be a sales leader or to be the very best sales person or to be an account manager or to take on another role. There's so many opportunities. And I think that when we can find people that have that caring in them, um, we can teach them a lot of the other things. And so I just really wanted to emphasize that because I really do think it's it's an important piece mm -hmm. and, and I didn't want us to overlook it. So mm -hmm. with that, I want to say thank you, Caitlin and Julie, for joining us. It has been our pleasure to, to chat with you. And I know everyone listening got a ton out of it. So thank you for being our guest. If you want to connect with Julie or Caitlin, we will put their LinkedIn information in the show notes so you can grab it there. And we look forward to uh, seeing you or listening with you on another podcast in the future for improving sales performance. See you guys. This has been Improving Sales Performance. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, join us every week by clicking that subscribe button. For more on the topics covered in the show, visit our website, thecenterforsalesstrategy.com. There you can find helpful resources and content aimed at improving your sales performance. And if you'd like to connect with any of us, including today's guests, please do. You can find our contact information in the show notes. Until next time, get out there and sell.